Hello everyone, this is Anita from Happiness Factors. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon and namaste in whatever time zone you are in. Today I'm very excited to welcome our esteemed guest, Aina Alive, who is not just a well-renowned speaker, but she also is on the Woman of Inspiration. She has been featured in Forbes, in Yahoo Finance, in Disruptors and so many more, uh, more channels as well. And without much further ado, I would like Aina to introduce herself and tell me some details. And today's topic we are going to talk about is burnout in the tech world. Hi, everybody. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. Namaste. Hi, Anita. It's a pleasure for me being a guest at your podcast. Thank you very much for the invitation. And yeah, my name is Aina. I am an Agile coach and founder of Be Agile Tutoring. So what I do, I help organizations to transform from the old and rigid style of working to the new one. And I also help my customers B2C to be a better leaders and to, to develop their soft skills such as uh, facilitation or uh, storytelling or any other soft skills uh, we need to, to work in the corporate world and also be entrepreneurs and be the greatest leaders ever. So thank you again, Anita. So thank you. So you are just the perfect person to talk about burnout in the tech world because you have so much experience working there, especially in agile methodologies, which is the happening thing right now. So before we talk about the burnout, tell me about the different uh, uh, media coverage you have gotten because of your outstanding achievements. Oh, thank you very much. I thought you were going to tell because you have so much experience in being burnt out. And actually, that's true. And that's why I am digging into this topic. Mm -hmm. uh, so Oh, yeah, to your previous question, I've been featured in Forbes and this is my recent uh, achievement and I became a Forbes uh, Coaches uh, Council just uh, July uh, this year, so now it's my main focus. And also since uh, last year, I've been noticed in North America and States and uh, Canada and uh, been featured in a few magazines such as uh, New York City Journal, Entrepreneurs, uh, Disruptors and a few more. Thank you. That's quite impressive. Thank and you. also, uh, if I understand correctly, you have migrated from Ukraine right now. And right now, there's so much like uh, upheaval going on over there. So how do you handle all the stress related to that, apart from the burnout from the job? It was really like difficult, honestly. So when this news hit us at the end of February this year, like first, I even like didn't know how, re how to react on that. I simply like didn't believe like how come this is happening in the century 2022 and people still like killing each other and then i was like i need to help my country i need to support my country so i started being involved in many projects um, connected people from uh, ukraine as well and like as you see like at the end probably it was obvious for many but not for myself at the end i burned out and so, yeah. <laughs> so how did you handle the burnout that leads me to my next next question uh, sorry what is the question so how did you handle the burnout? <laughs> so it's not my first uh, burnout. I've been burned out at least five times before until I figured out uh, how I can handle them and uh, what to do when I get to them. So I kind of like found out that burnout, it's catching burnout is kind of like catching a cold. So uh -huh. if you understand the symptoms, like the initial state, 
it's easier to manage it. You just uh, take a hot glass of tea and uh, sleep uh, for like 12 hours or so. And then the next morning you wake up and you're fine. But if you didn't notice the symptoms right away, yeah, start healing. It will take weeks or even like months sometimes. So the same with burnout. I'm kind of like monitoring my condition. I write uh, journals and uh, diaries. I retrospect. I'm an agile coach. So <laughs> I will retrospect myself. But again, it's hard for yourself to notice it, but it's easier for people from outside to see that something is wrong about you. So first, like I related on my friends, but um, friends are also busy with their own stuff. So eventually I just hired a coach and people might ask, but you are a coach yourself, why do you need a coach? <laughs> you have this like second pair of eyes to see yes. what's happening with you right before you see it. No, I totally agree with the, with you because I'm also a coach, but when I need help, I need another coach because I'm too much involved with what's happening within me, right? Same with any other coach. And uh, I, it's very interesting that you mentioned that uh, you compared burnout to a coal, like we have to know the symptoms and we have to take into account whatever's happening and find a way around it. And, um, and I think you're absolutely right because many times when we just see the what's happening and don't notice the root cause, then we are not able to really take care of it properly because we need to know the root, what's causing it and then work on it so that it doesn't happen again, right? So so that's very incredible. And I also love the fact that you are doing the right things like writing a journal or I don't know if you meditate, but for me, meditation helps a lot and setting intention as well or, or timing my uh, whatever worry or anger or whatever I have, like timing it, like, okay, 15 minutes, I'll let myself feel sorry for myself and then get on after that to whatever I need to do right because that creates more positive uh, I would say experiences because recently I had an unfortunate incident in my life where my brother suddenly passed away and he wasn't sick or anything just had a bad reaction to the vaccine and so it was very I would say catastrophic for all of us and he was not that old either and so of course, those kind of things happen. You have to take a step back. And I had to take a step back for a little bit. But then I realized that I can't stop living my life. Like life has to go on. Not just for me, but also his, for his wife and his kids who are really young. So I had to pick myself up and, of course, go into my <laughs> habits of meditation and writing and journal. And even ended up opening a nonprofit to open libraries for underprivileged kids. Because in India, in many small places, they don't have any which I found out after I was trying to find a library for his kids. Uh, they wanted to study encyclopedia or something else because the one is seven, one is 13. So it's really young age for them to lose, right? They can't, they don't know how to cope up with it. So I think it's really good that you mentioned uh, uh, taking care of the symptoms and taking care of um, yourself. And even in my case, I had to hire another coach to help me go through the grieving process and handle it uh, appropriately because I was too deep into that, right? So same with all of us, yeah, humans after all, right? Yeah. So, so what does happiness mean to you? Let's get into a more positive topic <laughs> after the burnout, yeah. What does happiness mean to you? And maybe let's see how it relates to the impact of burnout, whether it lessens it or extends it or how do you feel about it? Yeah, so happiness, like on the one hand, it's such an easy question. Like everybody uses the word uh, happiness in our like day-to-day -day life. But on the other hand, it's such a profound and deep question because mm. how to answer to this question what happiness means to you? And if you ask like any of other like listeners right now, 
they would say like absolutely I know what happiness means but it's gonna like mean yeah. a different thing for each uh, person so yeah. before like maybe five years ago or so like happiness meant for me like to achieve something new to level up to get something like bigger to to do more, more things like to help more people so it was kind of like more and more and more like more impact more influence more help but nowadays I've changed so happiness for me it's uh, when I wake up and I want to do what I plan to do and I have inspiration and I have uh, motivation and I wake up with a smile but I also have time to enjoy small things like I have a window behind me you don't see it but um, in the morning, I have beautiful sunrises. So if I have time to wake up and enjoy the sunrise with a cup of coffee or tea and just live my slow life and then go back to my routines and like achieve and help others and do what I plan to do. But again, like take some time to meditate, like 15 minutes or so during the daytime or to do my routines for like my body habits, uh, my flexibility habits and etc so and at the end of the day when i write my diary and i feel like you know satisfied and like the day was good and tomorrow i have another beautiful day and like thinking what if like today is my last day what if i die during the night time peacefully would i be like satisfied of my life or of my day and if the question or like answer is yes i am so this means happiness for me that's very, very incredible and very, very profound because many times, like you said before, when you used to base happiness on external things, then always there is expectation, right? And sometimes the expectations are met and sometimes it won't be met. And if it, when it's not met, then we get disappointed. And so that takes away from happiness. So it's always good to have a, a satisfaction in small things like waking up, like you said, seeing the sunrise or having your tea or coffee. So simple things for me, it also like having the routine, which you mentioned is very important because I have noticed that when life happens, then the routine takes me through, even if I want to just sit down and cry, but the routine uh, by like habit, mechanically I'll do it. And then later on when I feel better, then I'll do it with the more awareness, right? So routine is very important as well as meditation because it helps calm your mind. And also um, I would say makes it less stressed than, than it is in the moment, right? And and it's very important to appreciate the small things in life because no one is promised a tomorrow, like you mentioned. So when I like um, talk uh, about uh, in workshops or in some other things, like many people say, oh, you, it's easy for you to say, oh, be grateful. I have nothing to be grateful for. But then I have to mention to them, see, not everyone woke up today. So be grateful that you are still breathing and alive today, right? Because things happen, right? Like I was discussing about my brother or many of the other people whom we are talking today, we never know what happens tomorrow, right? So it's very, very important to appreciate every little thing. And the more we appreciate, the more life gives us things to appreciate, right? Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Go ahead. I love that you just like mentioned appreciation because I was like that like about 10 years ago when uh -huh. I was introduced to this like appreciation, like appreciate three, at least like three things in your life, like every single day. And I was like, but... No, my life is miserable. I don't have anything to appreciate. And I would recommend it's like start small. And that yeah. was so difficult for me, like starting small. I needed something big. But then I was like, I can appreciate this uh, sunset. And then I, I can appreciate this uh, beautiful cup of tea. And I'm a big fan of tea. I can appreciate that I have like two legs and uh, two arms. Some people yeah. don't have even that. So when I started this like small habits, eventually, 
it became a habit that I don't even like notice, but uh, like during the day, I appreciate many small things, even like on the subconscious level. And yes. so like make us happier on the mental level. No, that's so true because sometimes we think, oh, we need a million dollars, we need a Ferrari, we need this, we need that. But then happiness always escapes us. Like if we are happy in the now, that's the important part. Like if you are grateful, okay, we are breathing or now I'm very grateful that I have a right hand. Now it's shown me how it can do, right? It's so important to my uh, existence. And so even simple things like uh, having, like having enough to make the tea. Not everyone has that, right? Many people are homeless or, or even like having uh, uh, a job or having a career. Everything is important. And once we start seeing the small things, then big things fall into place because when we are appreciative, we get more to appreciate for, right? Like we are getting the different awards and the different coverage. <laughs> That's I really love uh, how you are showing the simple things and in a very, very profound way. And, and so tell me, let's go to the next part of the question. So how does this happiness relate to the burnout? Yeah, it, it might be sounds like, oh, these two ladies are so, <laughs> so kind of like cautious about themselves, like appreciating small things, uh -huh. 15 minutes, like self-pity moments to unleash their emotions and then go back to their routine. They help uh, their countries. So uh -huh. they're kind of like balanced and peaceful, but no, we are still burning out. So if you are happy, it's still like, it, it's not a guarantee that you will never burn out. And yeah. Even more, when you are like happy, you try to give more and more and more. And you don't notice that uh, you don't have uh, time, uh, enough time to recharge your batteries and recharge your energy. And so you keep giving and you feel happy. And it's kind of like an adrenaline inside of you. And you want more and more. And then you kind of like, oh, I have nothing left inside. But you already kind of like... Uh, surrounded by people or like the others who keep like waiting for you because you kept giving them for the last few months or so so and you feel like emptiness but you can't stop it right away and you start thinking like a little bit more maybe like another few weeks or another few months and then i'm able to stop and talking about symptoms and cold and when i start thinking this way this is the first symptom of my burnout it means i'll burn out i don't notice it i just think I need to increase my speed. I can do a little bit more. Uh -huh. Not a good idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. And that's yeah. why the coach who would say like, no, just yeah. stop. Yes. Because it's very important to have the balance, right? Because if we keep on doing, 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 once we get burnt out, the same thing which took us two hours to do will take four hours to do. And still we'll try to do even more because we, it's not done, right? So it's very important to have uh, some uh, unwinding time so that the burnout uh, doesn't happen, or if it happens, it's very minor. And so it's uh, very important to carve out times, the me time or the recharge time or whatever people like to call it. But And also the right habits, like you mentioned, right? Being grateful or being appreciative and also having meditation and journaling, journaling or even nature walks sometimes helps a lot or eating healthy because these all add to our well-being. And if we are... Uh, have well-being then uh, and if we have the right habits then we'll have less burnout than someone who does not right so it's very very important amazing nice and like you mentioned like right now we are talking happily so people will think yeah like these two ladies have everything figured out but it's not the case life made us 
figure out some of the things, right? Like in my case, if I hadn't gone through all the bumps in road life threw at me, then I wouldn't be this uh, developed person right now. And I, I'm uh, thinking maybe it might be similar for you, right? So, yeah. And we, we just figure out where we are right now, but then life gives us like a different lesson and we need to figure out from scratch, like as many others, that it's life. No, it's totally true. Like even the very reason I opened Happiness Factors to offer holistic mental wellness solutions is because I was in that place where they were trying to put me on antidepressants, which I knew I did not need. I was just in an abusive situation. I needed to get out, right? So, I, but here they offer medicine for everything. And I don't think for many of the mental ailments that uh, will take care of the root cause because then it will keep on coming back. Whereas the holistic methodologies gives you enough, uh, I would say, ha have habits or practices to do as well as heals your uh, trauma so that you can, uh, get rid of it and be happy and accomplish like us right because there's no limit no matter what life no matter what life brought your path you can always uh, get over it and get successful yeah and, I guess, yeah and i guess we both know also because we are immigrants so we have had to come to a new country and adjust from scratch <laughs> so that's in in itself is a very character building yeah, and also builds resistance like a lot. Oh, yeah. you know, like recently people started like calling me like, oh, you are like so resistant. You're such a character. Like, no, yeah. 10 years ago, I wasn't like such a character at all. Even like five years ago, yeah. I wasn't such a character. But when you move alone on a foreign yeah. country and you don't know anyone and you need to figure out from scratch and like to build yourself from scratch and all of your past experience didn't count, you start figuring out what to do and like every single day you need to figure out something new and you build this resilience like day by day and you even like don't notice how you build it until someone will say you're like oh you're such a resilient person like, and then yeah. you look back and like yeah probably I yeah. <laughs> yeah i think whatever uh, experience life throws us does that makes us develop all those skills and the resilience and the confidence as well as like uh, i would say not taking things for granted because you never know what's going to change tomorrow, right? So yeah, so that, uh, that helps us build. And the more we build easily, the more I would say successful and happy we will be. Because then we will have to, we will know how to deal with things when they happen because it happens in everyone's life, right? Sometimes good, sometimes bad. It's not, um, no, no one's life is constant. Let's put it that way. So, and it's good that we are able to uh, build those skills because then we can show the path to others that we have built the skills, right? So, and I also um, know that you have written a book. What's the name of the book you wrote? Well, the name of the book, it starts with you, but uh -huh. it's about uh, career development, resume writing and um, interview with recruiters and so the first steps at your new uh, workplace. So it's kind of like uh, not related to burn out on the one hand, but on the other hand, for people who uh, don't know how to write resume or how to communicate with recruiters or like newcomers to Canada or any other country. It's like so stressful and just dealing with that can like lead yeah. to burnout. And so I figure out that people keep like asking the same questions to me like again and again. So eventually I started like writing stories, but you know, I didn't want to sound like a teacher or LinkedIn or like oh. any other social media. So do this, but don't do that. I wanted to do it like in like compassionate, like, you know, support manner so eventually I thought like when I was in my early 20s I had no idea about anything what I'm teaching people right now so I started kind of like writing letters to my younger self and so wow, I 
few letters and eventually it grew to like 40 plus letters so I even like needed to cut down some letters to make this book shorter and so how my book was born that's so innovative incredible that's amazing that you took that experience of learning and uh, even writing like letters to younger self and writing the book that's very incredible and very very I would say innovative right I haven't heard anyone else who did write the book that way. Like I wrote the book on mental wellness, but I took like people who have gone through life stuff and 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 come out successful. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so um, uh, I really love it. That's nice. And your book is available on Amazon if someone wants to access it. Thank you. Yeah, it's on Amazon.com calls. It's okay. In my life. Nice. Nice. So anyone who wants to know how to look for a job being an immigrant, definitely check out her book on Amazon. Thank you. Welcome. And what excites you in your life? Like what's the most important incident that happened that made, made you super alive and super excited about life? That's a good question because this summer I went through the personal midlife or I don't know what it's called, crisis, and nothing like excited me anymore. Like I've been like so successful. I go to forums, like started like writing all these articles, but I lost uh, my wife. I lost, uh, you know, like my inner core. And like, uh -huh. I, I spent like three months figuring out uh, what, what's, what excites like a current Aina, because uh -huh. like what excited me in the past didn't excite me anymore. So nowadays, like definitely helping the others and sharing the information and uh, get uh, positive uh, feedback excites me a lot and like motivates me to keep doing. And I do like lots of stuff for free, like webinars or like sharing any other materials. But other than that, I started uh, drawing recently and it was my hobby from childhood, but uh, then I grew up, got married and immigrated. So there were like lots of other stuff and I, I totally like lost my gift to drawing. I draw like right now, but I hired a teacher and I want her to bring this gift back and uh, keep doing. And so, yeah, this is my current inspiration. Mm -hmm. I wrote an article recently for Forbes about burnout and different like types to rest and creative rest is one of the types on how to deal with burnout. And actually, when I started drawing, it was the type of rest I needed and I couldn't understand what I need until I started doing it. I love that creative rest. Uh, if you would like to us to share the article in a newsletter, I would love to have it. Because it's very, very, I would say it reminds me of the design thinking program uh, because it makes you like think differently than the norm. And it's nice that how you took back your childhood hobby and made it into something that inspired you to write a whole article about burnout. So that's so like uh, relevant for the current uh, career oriented people. And also like uh, the way you combine the art with it, that's really incredible. I'm so impressed. You are such an artist and uh, entrepreneur. That's very amazing. Oh, Maybe I think you can create a whole company around it <laughs> if you want, if that interests you. Yeah. So what defines mental wellness for you? Like we have talked about happiness. We have talked about burnout. We have talked about creative inspiration. So what? Uh, how do you think about like mental wellness and what does it mean to you in your life and your situation? Because we all have our own definition, right? Yeah, so I had like a totally different definition before, but now when you just like started asking this question, like the first uh, picture came to my mind is like balance and uh -huh. balanced, uh, like yoga person, like standing on the top of the cliff, like on their like one leg, like doing this <laughs> meditative pose. So that was like the 
picture I just like got in my head, like yeah. mental wellness. Mm -hmm. so it doesn't mean that you have to do like yoga or like 24 seven, but like whatever you do, like you might have like crazy day, like answering phones, answering emails, going through like some work disaster, but inside being that person like standing on the one leg on the top of the cliff and just like breathing and enjoying the sky or the sun or like whatever with the closed eyes. So if you keep this like this picture or like this person inside yourself, no matter what's happening, this means mental wellness for me. That's nice. So if I understand correctly, having the balance. Yeah. Inside. Like yeah. That's very, very important having the balance inside because even if the outside world is chaotic, if you are able to have uh, some kind of calmness and some times of balance, it's uh, the outside won't affect you or impact you that much. And yoga does yoga and meditation both bring that to life. Even though sometimes I feel that in the Western world, yoga has only become like a stretch rather than the whole mind, body, spirit it's supposed to be, right? Because when I do yoga, of course, right now I'm not doing because of my uh, risk, but when I do yoga, most of the time I do all the poses closed eyes because I'm internalizing everything. And that makes me feel so much more refreshed and toned. Actually, I used to go to gym like two, three hours before pandemic. And since pandemic, I started just doing yoga at home, but I'm as toned as I was actually better toned because of the yoga <laughs> i would say doing the right poses of course yeah hmm. you know i just realized that uh, yoga is kind of like agile because like people see agile as a framework or like mm -hmm. a set of rules of like, new norms but there is like a mindset and philosophy behind that and people yes. miss part so the same with like yoga like western world just took the stretching part but yeah. left behind uh, the mindset and uh, yeah. spiritual approach no, I totally agree. Wow, that's another very, very insightful comparison of agile methodologies with yoga. That's very nice, actually. And I think uh, if we explain it in that manner to the tech people, they will get more understanding, right? <laughs> because some people think, oh, I don't want to do it. It's a religious thing, this and that. No, it's for your whole mind, body, spirit, right? You don't have to change your religion to do yoga. Just do it the way it works for you. Like Because in yoga, they say that don't uh, over strain yourself don't do anything which feels bad to your body just go with the flow because that's the maximum benefit you will get out of uh, yoga and don't compare to anyone else just yourself of what yeah. you did yesterday yeah we use it we can compare the tech worlds with yoga that is even like comparable yeah like see Sadhguru always uses those comparisons like he says meditation like with inner engineering because I think that's why how people understand it more in the Western world when he explains like that. If otherwise they will say, oh, before like yoga wasn't this popular, right? Many people didn't feel uh, good, uh, didn't go, go, have good vibe because they used to think, oh, it's religious, it's this and that. But once they started explaining with the technical terms, now they are getting so much better. And so many people go and follow him. Actually, he came to Stanford recently where I had, uh, uh, he got interviewed by one of the very successful Stanford professors and venture capitalists. But, but the way he speaks, Sadhguru, like, doesn't matter who else is on stage, he owns the stage. Because yeah. he's so confident and so internally, like, uh, I would uh, say internalizes everything and the way he speaks, it's always full of humor. So it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love listening to him. Yeah. He's, he has lots of good nuggets of wisdom, right? And where everyone can understand the way he speaks in the layman's language. So have you ever had... Uh, burnout so bad that you did see a way out but then still you found a way out 
Oh yeah. Like that methodology. Like you have some problem, you thought, oh, it's, I can't solve it, right? But then you found the solution. Yeah, it happened a few times for me, actually. Like one time wasn't enough. I, I needed to do it <laughs> times. <laughs> nice. Practice makes you perfect, right? Yeah, I was at the hospital three times uh, due to the burnout. So mm -hmm. I have uh, ulcers inherited uh, from my parents. And um, oh, when I out, so I had like a really bad feeling in my stomach. So mm -hmm. and I like, pushing myself until I like go to, to the hospital. And when you're in the hospital, it's kind of like easier for you just to give up than I keep uh, continuing. Yeah. So first time it was uh, very bad. It took me like half a year to fully recover. I mean, like to my like recent speed of like doing work and motivation. Then it was second time. The second time I kind of like was uh, more conscious about what's happening. And only on the third time, I figured out how to recover, like instead of like giving up or like change my career or change my profession. Mm -hmm like or whatever I started like doing like small steps so my mistake was like concentrated on big and like yeah. thinking about the plans and kind of like divide my approach into like steps deadlines no this doesn't work when you burn out that's true kind of like when I ran half marathon and I'm not a runner yeah so it was like hard for me even like to think about the next step when I knew that there are like another 10 kilometers in front yeah. of me so I couldn't like close my eyes because I would fall, but I put my head down, yeah. just looking at my feet, and I thought one more step, one more step, one more step. And I ran four kilometers this way, just like looking on my feet and thinking one more, one more, without looking forward. So normally, like an agile coach, like working about the progress, they also say, like, look forward. This motivates you like the end result is going to motivate you but when you're burnt out the opposite look under your feet and just do one more little step something small but get the result like right away and also helping the others like even though like you have like nothing left inside but again don't do big something small so i started volunteering for one organization like a bowl pouring soup to homeless people yeah so, we did just like once a week for one hour, but I felt fulfilled because uh -huh. I know people and these people were grateful to me right away. So it was like an energy exchange, like right away, not at the end when I finished the project, but yeah. I did this bowl of soup, the person was grateful and she yeah. helped me to recover. Now that's very, very insightful because small steps make the world of difference. Even when we teach like goal setting to people, we say like, even if you have set a mammoth goal, break it down into very small steps and as soon as you achieve that one small step celebrate because then that will give you momentum to go forward and like you said like when you were running and you were thought you won't be able to do it you took one step at a time and same way um uh, i usually do the things like which makes me fearful right like like years ago i used to be afraid of heights and so for me, I mean, I'm a hiker, so I climb all the mountains. So going up is easy, but going down, like it was always like a problem for me. So I decided to get rid of the fear of heights. And so I went to a course where they make you climb a, a big uh, redwood, like it's like a redwood tree trunk, but it's like almost 10 story high, 10 story building, right? And you have nothing but just a rope on your waist. And then you have to go on the top and jump. And, and even though I signed up, I was not ready, right? So they put us in a group, like of six people, like two people will cheer and uh, one and uh, after one, uh, another will climb. And I said, no, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. But there were two 
people in my team, they said, I, I said, I'm afraid of heights. They said, oh, you can do that tomorrow. Just, just go one step and see. So for me, like in the momentum of all of them, like cheering me, I climbed and then I almost like thought, okay, I'll now stop. Maybe I'm halfway. And then, then, but if I'd stopped, I think I wouldn't complete it. I'd just come down because if I look down, it's so much down, I would get scared. But then I saw oh, up and so I decided not to look down, right? I, it was only five more steps. So I just climbed and jumped. And after that, got rid of the fear of heights. But so, but till I jumped, right? I was afraid. And now I'm no longer afraid because I did that. So sometimes one step makes the most difference. Like if I at that time thought, oh, I have to climb this 10 story high, I would never have done it, right? I thought, okay, I'll just do one, one step or two steps and then got it done. And sometimes having some of the positive support around you gives you the momentum, right, to do it. And I was the first one, I guess, to start climbing that because I thought if I do it after anyone else and who doesn't finish, I'll never complete it. And that happened. Like two of the people didn't finish it. Like they got scared because they looked down halfway up and, and they, they were like had to climb down pretty much rather than go to the top so I'm glad that I was able to do it the first before I got too scared and after you do it like you feel so good right so so it's very very important learning like sometimes we don't have to think about the whole big mammoth thing we are going to do like climbing the Mount Everest but take one step at a time and see how far we can go and then celebrate each step of the way right so that's very important that's very very uh, good nuggets of wisdom you are giving us <laughs> and, and we are so proud of you and who has inspired you the most in your life? That's a difficult question because uh, many expect to hear some uh, like spouse or relatives of ever. And actually, in my case, uh -huh. the people who were like the closest to me, they were the opposite. And actually, that's how I started like being driven because I wanted to do more. And uh, people like the, my inner circle, they wanted like to remain the same level. So. Uh -huh. I kind of like started like to moving on and it was hard to cut off some like significant people from my life. But what happened next and it didn't happen like right away. It took some time. But every time when I tried to do this like next step, I met someone, someone who I didn't know before. And this person become a significant part of my life and she become my supporter and my motivator. Uh -huh. but like if you want like to climb your mountains like higher, this person like can't go with you like longer because they, they might like look uh, down on the middle of the mountain and kind of like didn't accomplish it like <laughs> at all. So again, unfortunately, if you want to move on, you are moving on, but there is always like someone else who keeps climbing with you and this person becomes your current uh, motivator. Uh -huh. So who is, your, who is the one who became your current motivator to inspire you? So my current motivator is uh, my friend I accidentally met in one of the Agile conferences uh -huh. nice. a few months ago. And we are friends, we are close friends, and uh -huh. this person is the same driven as uh, myself. So it's nice. good to have, like, you know, two heads uh, to exchange your ideas and to, to talk about the projects and also do goods and volunteer. So this current friend is my inspiration, and I look at her and, like, what she does and uh, how she behaves and, like, Oh my God, this lady, this is my new friend. She's like such inspiring. And I'm having this like 15 minutes of self-pity moment. Like, no way. I'd rather observe her and be like her. That's nice. No, it's very important to have people we can look up to in our lives who can like, like you said, like when you're trying to like think about going in self-pity and then you look at her and you said no. So, so it's very, very important to have those people in our lives because they, 
they help us not uh, fall into puddles or get over bumps much more quicker than we would on our own. That's very, very true. Yeah. I've been most inspired by my parents because they put all the values which take me through life, no matter what happens. So, but it's always good to have uh, people we look up to. And like you mentioned, even I hear I have built my own support system and my friends so, uh, who are my cheerleaders and who keep me going when I don't want to go. Right. So that, that's very important. So what's your favorite quote? Uh, my favorite quote. It's. I actually had many, but uh, oh. nowadays. Uh, nowadays, my favorite quote is uh, just move on. And I, I don't remember who told it. So uh -huh. no just move on and uh, the spirit will follow you. Well, that's very nice. That's incredible. Yeah. Just move on and spirit will follow you. That's nice. And any parting message you would like to give to the viewers about burnout and uh, happiness or something like that before we end? Yeah, so just reiterate uh, what we just uh, spoke about and kind of like a summary. So mm -hmm. burnout, um, so first like identify the root of the problem and uh, the uh, remedy and uh, don't uh, just uh, point on symptoms, identify the real root cause and uh, think and act pennies or like uh, small steps and also like be advocate for yourself and for your mental wellness and uh, mental health and uh, Sometimes just don't do nothing and remember about a different type of rests you need. It might be like a physical rest or emotional or social or spiritual or sensory rest. So identify which one feels like better for you and don't think much when you burn out, just feel more and your body, your subconscious, your feeling will will help you to find the best approach on how to deal with your current situation. Well said, Aina. And to reiterate, I would say the points to remember for burnout, as Aina mentioned, is focus on root cause, find the best solution for you, find the best rest, which is going to help you keep on going forward and take care of your mental wellness and take care of uh, uh, your happiness and make sure to surround yourself with positive people, right? So thank you so much, Aina. It was a pleasure having you. And this is Happiness Factors podcast. And we will let you guys know as soon as it's live on Spotify and other channels. Until then, keep smiling. Thank you, Anita. Thank you. Take care.